Avengers. Hey y'all, I'm Claire and I'm Kelly and this is Binge Me and I think it's a first for us this week. Well, at least a first for you and me, Kelly, because we are doing a movie recap today. Movie. Yeah, we thought we'd switch it up a little bit. Yeah. So we are going to talk about A Quiet Place Part 2. Um, and I'm kind of excited to talk about this because I know we have a little bit of differing opinions on this movie. Mm. So we'll we'll get into all of that, I'm sure. Uh, but the movie came out in May, and I th I'm pretty sure it's only free on Paramount Plus. Um, mm -hmm. I think I mean you can buy it elsewhere. I saw it available on Apple TV and Prime, I think, but you have to purchase it there. So you can only get it for free on the Paramount Plus app right now. Um, but yeah, so you can check it out there. The IMDb description for this movie is following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. And I'm going to get into this a little bit more, but I have some issues with this synopsis because I feel like it led you to believe they were going to encounter more of like the forces that are outside other than the monsters but i totally agree yeah we'll, we'll get into it so the movie premiered actually premiered in march 2020 but because of the pandemic and covid the release date was pushed back to may of 2021 and then in its first weekend, according to Vulture, it earned an estimated 57 million, which was the widest opening and biggest new release bow since the onset of the COVID-19 era. And I was like, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's like appropriate, but it seems almost fitting that one of the first movies out after like the height of the pandemic is an apocalypse one. So of I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that was. I also read that it was the sixth, the sixth highest grossing movie of 2021 so far. Oh wow. Yeah, I mean, this definitely came out at a time when it was relatively okay to start going back into movie theaters, so I feel like they were in, you know, a prime spot to come out. And so many people, I think, yeah, that going five to... minutes where it was okay for us to leave the house, just yeah, that five minutes. That's that's all we got yeah but okay so tell, tell me your initial thoughts um when you watched this movie and then i'll get into mine um so my initial thoughts is that it was so much louder than the first like it's oh, yeah. just that's what kind of caught me the, the at first when i first started watching it like if you've seen the first one it's a very quiet movie hence the name mm -hmm. the quiet place but literally it's like there's barely any dialogue you know it's just a very quiet movie and the second one is much different there's so much noise there's more dialogue there's more action it's more typical of the horror genre um yeah. so i like the movie as a whole there are parts of it that i didn't like but we'll mm -hmm. get into that later um but i like it i watched it again today and i think i liked it more the second time i watched it 
than I did the first time. Yeah. I think, I mean, I liked it equally both times I watched it. I, as far as like, as like, like concept for an apocalypse setting, I really like this as it is, especially with like the first one. I think between this and I always think of Bird Box, I'd rather like live in a world where I can't speak versus I can't see anything. That's just a per me personally. Oh, most definitely. Um, and it also like, I was watching the, the opening, which I want to get into that definitely more, but I'm like, yeah, there's really probably no way we would survive because our dogs are so loud that, and I'm not willing to sacrifice <laughs> them. That we would just, yeah, we would be gone in an instant. Uh, we would never survive. My um, kids can't stop making noise to save their lives, so we'd be gone too. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to like leave, the, put them in a panic room that's soundproof and be like, you guys can never come out. <laughs> but I liked, like, between this one and the first one, I think I liked the first movie more. I feel like there was more, um, there was a lot of tension in this movie, but I feel like with the first one, it was there was way more. And I think it's mainly because someone mm. is trying to give birth to a baby and not scream, and that gives me pure like anxiety. So I think that one was a little bit better, though I do like the second one. Um, I think I would definitely recommend turning on your subtitles to watch this movie. And I mean, I watch movies anything really with subtitles nowadays because I have a hard time hearing I watch everything with subtitles because I'm old yeah um but they really they talk very quietly so I would recommend that um so I think I mean I disliked like I said that the synopsis was kind of misleading and that they really only encountered a bad group of people once and it was very very brief instant it was still very like monster heavy so that part of it I felt like could have done been done a little bit better but overall i liked that you know reagan who is the daughter she kind of took on this hero role and you know we kind of get to see that continue plus the fact that her being deaf is what saves her family and like quite possibly the world you know i think that's probably something really inspiring to those in the deaf community so i like that this movie highlights that a lot but overall i liked it i'd say Minus some small issues. Cool. Um, so do you yeah. want to get into the opening scene a little bit? Because I'm I want to talk about that a lot. Sure. Okay. Day one. Yes, day one. So there's two reasons why I really like this. One is that they show how it all went down, which I always love to see an origin of why something happened, and we got like snippets of it in the first movie, but I think it did a little bit better job in the second movie. So I'm still kind of confused really though what happened. So I don't know if I'm quite, I don't think all my answers were, oh my, I don't think all my questions were answered. <laughs> answered? <laughs> yeah. Um, as you don't really get told a lot and I guess that's the reality. Well, of obviously it was some sort of like, yeah, that's true. You're never really gonna know the full story. Couldn't think mm -hmm. of the word, full story. I did um, something that I really loved about the beginning, about the opening scene, was the way they switched from, once the monsters did start attacking, um, the way they switched from hearing 
in quotes to like not hearing how it goes from noisy to silent mm -hmm. when you're um when we hear reagan's point of view it's silent and then everyone else's point of view is very loud it was super intense to me that drew me in i really yeah. liked how they did that yeah i think it being so quiet and then having you know it's usually quiet when it's just her and then when you see someone else enter the scene the sound picks up again and you're like kind of pulled back into it again you're not expecting it um i really liked how they mm -hmm. did that um so like i guess we see we have to kind of infer what's happening a little bit more so we see this like meteor come down from the sky and i guess that's perhaps how the aliens came to our planet but i was also not sure if that was maybe like an exploding satellite or something i mean there was a i was thinking back to like the first uh quiet place movie and there's like a, they have all like the newspaper clippings and one of the headlines says that this meteor um hits mexico with the force of a nuke so i'm like well i guess that's how the aliens got here maybe they were just hanging on the back of a meteor and then they were like hey guys we're here so i'm not <laughs> sure but we're here here we are yeah surprise and we can hear um but the other reason i really liked this opening is because we get john krasinski back for a brief moment in time his Aww. character lee rest in peace that was one of my big things with i i love john krasinski i need more john krasinski yeah and i know you know he doesn't get to be in the movie because of what happens in the first movie but I need more John Krasinski. You know, he wrote, directed, and uh, produced this. Yeah, so I knew that from the first one. Um, and then I was looking on IMDb trivia. So apparently he was originally like not going to be involved with the sequel. And then he ended up, um, like a producer asked him to pitch his ideas and then later they asked him to write the story and then he finally offered to be the director so he went from not wanting to do any part of it to doing all of it which uh, i'm glad that he did he apparently like wrote the screenplay or yeah screenplay in three and a half weeks which i'm very impressed by I'm like, damn i mean granted there's not oh, wow. a lot of dialogue but you know still to think that all through in three and a half weeks i think is pretty amazing um but yeah, so I liked that they brought yeah, him, him back, yeah. Um, and then I think like everything breaks into chaos pretty quickly. And I think it's also interesting that the Abbots are quick to figure out that the creatures are attracted to sound. They're kind of the first people to really notice that. And I feel like that goes into mm -hmm. them also having a deaf child and having to communicate via sign language they're more apt i guess to maybe pick up on that but definitely seem that way especially yeah, they're like, used to being quiet yeah um like when they're in the store and it's you can see it walking outside and the one guy's praying loudly um i'm just like shut the fuck up first of all because you're very loud and then that poor <laughs> That poor girl's cell phone rings, which isn't like her fault. You can't really, you're not really like thinking that far ahead. But yeah, I mean, 
it, mm-hmm. it was pretty disastrous. Also, the bus scene. See, I would be alive because I always keep my phone on silent. So, <laughs> oh, my so. phone is constantly on silent. Is it really? I'd, I'd live. Oh yeah, I never turn my volume on, like ever. Oh wow, man. Sometimes I have to have it. I mean, I have it up a little bit faintly, but hmm. interesting. I guess you'd live longer than me. <laughs> yep. Yep. So then there's the bus sequence, which I thought was really cool. Apparently, like, it's supposed to be going 40 miles per hour. And then, like, this fucking thing comes out the window of the front windshield. And it's nuts. I thought that was really crazy. Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, I was like, fuck no. Mm-mm. Not about that. Um, <laughs> and then I put the most tragic kind of thing I feel like in this whole scene is that there's a character who we only know as the policeman, and he tries to come to rescue them, and he gets he dies pretty quickly. And that's the end. Yeah, like immediately. Poor guy. I know. Um, so then we get to present day, which it's like immediately after. A Quiet Place Part 1. So it's day 474. Um, I looked up the dates to like pinpoint the timeline. Guess what year it takes place in? What year? 2021. 2021? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, so like the youngest son's grave shows that he died in 2020. And that happened on day 89. And so since then, 338 days have passed, which means um, that I think it's been almost a year and or over a year. Almost a year. Anyway, math is hard. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So and, there's 365 days in a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Um, and then day one... <laughs> Day one was a few weeks before the 4th of July. So if we're thinking through that it's been a year since then, a little bit over because it's 474 days total, then we're probably looking at like November 2021. So let's hope that doesn't happen. I mean, I guess it would have already happened. Oh, don't put that juju out there. (laughs) I think a pandemic is enough for now. (laughs) uh for sure mm-hmm. more than enough yeah and okay so i do have one problem this is another problem i have um is that because they started it right after the first one ended the kids definitely look grown up i feel like like a little bit way older yeah they do look different they started immediately where they left off in the first one Mm-hmm. Which doesn't usually happen in sequels. Usually there's some time that has lapsed, but not in this one. It starts, like, literally the minute that they left off in the first one. I kind of like that it started off right after because the first one ended so abruptly. I kind of like that they picked it right back up from where it ended in the first one. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so their home is destroyed and Lee has died, so... They really don't have any other choice but to travel outside to find help. And I guess they never really interacted with these other people much. The ones where they were lighting all the fire signals. So, which seems weird. I feel like you'd want to connect with those people a little bit more. Yeah. 
I don't, if they were, because they traveled to the pharmacy and they went to town and how did they never see anyone else? You know, right. nobody ever, I don't know. I probably would have, like you said, I would have interacted with some of these other people more. Um, can we talk just for a second? Because we didn't do a thing on the first one. How irresponsible do you have to be to have to have a baby during this? Can we just talk about that for a second? Yes, I can tell me that that. pharmacy didn't have plan B. Your pharmacy didn't have plan B? Pretty sure they did. But condoms, anything? Irresponsible. Thank you. Yeah. It just pissed me off so much. I know I I get that it has to be part of the story, but like, Mm -hmm. dumb. It's such a bad idea to have a baby in a world where you can't make any noise. And I know things happen and whatever, you know, be that as it may, the fact that also then they get pregnant, um, is, is, is pretty scary. I'd say it gives me a lot of anxiety. (laughs) Yeah. Babies are loud. Babies make lots of noise. Yeah. There's no stopping that. They have to put the baby in a wooden crate with an oxygen mask so that when it does cry it can just cry in its little crate but then also not suffocate to death so there's that yeah yeah great choice great choice Uh, yeah um so i want to talk about like the way that they've discovered how to kill the creatures so they use essentially they use reagan's device which is called a cochlear implant i looked that up on imdb just to double check what it's called um it's cochlear cochlear okay Mm -hmm. and they end up creating a high frequency that overloads their ability to hear the creatures and then makes them uh vulnerable and i'm like this is a really this would be a really good method if not for some of like the flaws that we see with it, one being um, that shooting a gun draws them closer, obviously others closer because you're making noise, but then also it is a two person job, unless if you are someone who has like four arms, um, (laughs) there's no way that this can be done by oneself. As we see when Reagan is on the train and she's trying to jimmy the gun Mm -hmm. in between her knees and can't aim properly so there are some flaws you definitely this is a two-person task i'd say okay so they end up getting to the outpost and this is where kind of our first intensive scene happens so evelyn hits this booby trap And they essentially start running through this very tall grass. And then Marcus steps on a bear trap. And I knew something was going to happen because I'm like, can't see what's happening. And they're zooming in on his feet. I'm like, fuck. Did we learn nothing from the nail incident in part one? Which still traumatizes me to this day. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the bear trap scene is excruciating to watch. Oh my gosh. And like he pauses he fall ends up falling pauses for a second like what happened and then starts screaming bloody murder um i find it very scream felt so real like it was yeah it it was very well acted that scream yes absolutely um i find it very disbelieving that um it didn't go to through his bone because she says later it didn't hit his bone and i'm like hmm 
I don't know about that because his yeah, is really, a little really unrealistic. Sm- yeah, really small. Um, anyway, and so also, okay, I have another issue. Um, can they not wear shoes? And not that that would have really helped with the bear trap thing, but what is the deal with not wearing? At so least some I socks? think they go, I think they go barefoot so that they can feel their way when they're walking so they don't step on anything that makes noise okay okay but Emmett wears shoes so I don't know yeah Emmett wore shoes and he was fine I was like I I thought maybe because the shoes would make noise extra noise but maybe you're right maybe it's more of like a feel type situation but I'm like god their feet must be so excruciatingly like raw makes me think of oh yeah and you can see it if you if you look at their feet there's like blood always on their feet from walking barefoot everywhere yeah um another question i have is how did uh evelyn get down the tube with the baby in the box because they they never see Hmm. it you don't see it but i'm imagining like her just jumping in and be like woo but like that (laughs) i would i feel like lots of Lots could go wrong with that. Um, so True. I'm not quite sure how she got down into into the tube. Maybe she gently slid the, the crate down as the creature was storming about. But um, so we already mentioned that she runs into Emmett, who is played by Cillian Murphy. And I can only think of him as Scarecrow from Batman. That's mm-hmm. all I can mm-hmm. like picture him being and I feel like he always plays a bad guy so I'm um I think it took me a sec it took me a beat to like see him as a, a good character um but I yeah he's always a this. very in- intense character yeah he was still intense in this one for sure mm-hmm. he just had a, a little bit of a, a good side to him and though I'm not quite sure how I feel about his whole setup either um Shall I pass it to you to look vent? They fucked up his whole spot. He was doing just fine by himself, living until they showed up and just messed everything up. And yeah. then, like, Evelyn gets pissed off that she blames him for not coming for them. And that's not fair. You know, when she says, did you know it was him that lit the, 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 the fire that was burning? Did you know it was him? And Emmett's like, yeah, I know it was him. And she's like, I can't believe you didn't come for us. But okay, there are monsters running around eating people. I wouldn't either. I think I'd stay put. Yeah. Also, so his wife had just died. And I mean, well, that was, he said 11 weeks ago, she got, I don't know if it was that she had died or got sick but either way i think he's in the morning a lot and probably and he feel... lost his sons yeah and he, they lost their two children like day one um so he probably is just like i don't want to be around a lot of people right now which isn't like i'm not saying it's the best way to grieve but i can understand why he wouldn't want to leave and he would just want to stay where he's at and he talks about how you know everyone who has left isn't worth isn't worth saving and he seems to have encountered a lot more bad people than they yeah. have. Yeah. So, um, when I think about his setup, I'm like, yes, it's probably great for just one person, but when you have a whole family, it is not ideal because basically, 
his escape plan is to go inside a boiler. I'm guessing that's what it is. And they can only stay in there for like presumably three minutes because otherwise the oxygen runs out. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can lock yourself in there if you don't close the latch over the towel. So gotta be careful. Mm -hmm. Which comes into play later. Um, Okay. Uh, then they hear this radio transmission, which is the song Beyond the Sea, and Reagan figures out that it is a coded, uh, message. Because she's smart, but I do think she lacks a little skepticism, because you don't know if that is an island of bad people who are trying to draw you in, or an island of good people who are trying to create a good community. So, you know. I always, always think of, um, and I don't know if you watched this season of Walking Dead, but it's the one mm-hmm. where there are signs to come live in this community, and then it ends up being a community of cannibals. So, you know, you just oh, don't fun. know. Yeah. You just don't know what's going to happen. Um, luckily, they were well, good Well, and then she, she leaves to find it, but she's alone, and she's deaf. So, mm-hmm. one, how are you going to know? if you, She doesn't know if she's making noise, you know? inadvertently she doesn't know when the monsters are coming because she can't hear them it just lacked a little insight i think i i like that she you know kind of took on the um hero role but it also was very impulsive and Mm -hmm. dangerous yeah i want to get into reagan and her deafness a little bit more and this seems like a good segue to kind of get into that but she says this line she says i can save them i can save us and i feel like she's really trying to live up to her father in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. she's trying you know to prove herself she's tired of being told mainly what she can't do because of her disability and i think people doubt reagan a lot but she proves she is a little I think more capable than a lot of people realize and I agree with what you're saying that she is in one of the worst situations because a she can't hear anything approaching and then also b she can't even hear the own sounds that she's making Mm -hmm. to know if she's made a loud noise or anything like that um but I do think that she's also why they've survived this long because they know sign language um true So, you know, and like you said, with the beginning in the opening, I like how they continue to play with sound throughout the rest of the the, um, movie. So like when she's in the train, you can't really hear anything um, until like you see the creature coming in and then you realize that she's she's been too loud. Um, But yeah, I. I definitely liked how it focused on her a little bit more in this uh, movie than in the first one. Yeah, I agree. Um, What I didn't like is that once she leaves, the responsibility that Evan or Evelyn tries to place on Emmett, it just seemed very unfair to me. It was like, Mm -hmm. she begs Emmett, you know, you have to go get her and bring her back to me. I have this baby. I have... Okay, well, whose fault is that, first of all? Second of all, like, 
I get that you were friends before this happened, but you go find her. <laughs> she just puts a lot of unfair and undue responsibility on Emmett. And I didn't like that. Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm just I don't know like, if they could have done it differently or what, but. I think that I give Evelyn a lot of grace because her husband has just died and I feel like she is just trying to keep it together and keep her family safe. And she is in this point where she's just, she desperately like needs some help and she that's true. I mean, I don't think she wants to leave her baby alone because I'm as I mean, presumably it's a newborn, so she needs to be there to to feed baby said baby. And um, though she does end up going to get medicine later, but yeah, I I give Evelyn some grace because I feel like she is going through a lot, and she just needs somebody to help her, and she trusts Emmett because they knew each other beforehand. Um, so I kind of get why she's kind of like at this point just begging him to do to help her out. Um, yeah. Okay. I can see that. I I want to go back to really quick this um, the whole like uh, actress who plays Reagan. So her name is Millicent Sidm Simmons Simmons. Sorry, I said that weird. Um, who is also deaf, and this is I think the only only the second film she's acted in and I feel like it is really important that if you're going to portray a deaf character that you hire a deaf actor um absolutely I think that you need that full representation and I do think it is a problem in Hollywood that you know non-disabled actors or talent are often cast in disabled roles which seems ridiculous to me you know, there's not really enough roles that, um, there's not enough roles like that. And then to give it to an enabled actor, I feel like is insulting. And um, so what I liked about this movie and I've seen like other movies start doing is showing that there's talent in this community that you can pull from and that your disability doesn't have to prevent you from doing Things like acting or anything to, of that nature. Um, so I, I yeah, and we've just... talked about this a lot. A lot representation matters, mm -hmm. you know, for for it, whether it's in when we did uh, Bridgerton, whether it's in this movie, you know, with differently able people. Uh, I totally think that this push to um, show that representation is big, and like you. you you're right, it has been an issue in Hollywood uh, for a long time where they would they would want to um, they would cast cast a people. star. Yeah, right, right. They'd want to cast a star, even if that that abled person wasn't what the role asked mm -hmm. for. So mm -hmm. I agree. I think they did a really good job with this. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think with this movie, like what I also liked too is that both kids kind of have to overcome something and so with Reagan it is her inability to hear and not letting that hamper her so I felt like it was good to see that play out with her and she to have somebody I would never want to see someone act deaf because they don't know what that experience is like if you want someone who mm -hmm. understands what it's like to be deaf then you cast someone cast a talent who is actually deaf um 
So I like I like that a lot. And you know, so Reagan does go off on her own. Emmett ends up going with her on her quest. And I just have to to point out, I think one of the most haunting things that I saw in this movie were all the women's shoes on the train platform. Did you notice that? I didn't. She's passing That's the train. Oh wait, wait, platform. wait! Yeah, when she like the red high heel. Yes. Yeah almost as if the women were just knocked out of them by the creatures like they mm -hmm. were just shoes scattered unless if it was a shoe delivery i'm not quite sure what was happening but they were <laughs> no the i thought what you did so. that the monsters just came through and snatched them out of their shoes yeah um okay let's get to the I probably like the most intense part of this movie, which was all of like the juxtaposing scenes between Evelyn, Marcus, and um, Emmett and uh, Reagan. Unless if there's something else you want to bring up before we get to that. No. Okay. I'm good. I felt like this was really well done. And like I said, the most intense uh, for me. So Evelyn is getting medicine for... Marcus, Emmett and Reagan are at the harbor trying to find a boat to get to the island and then Marcus is babysitting slash exploring and I this whole like time you're like who's gonna fuck up first and it's no surprise that it's right. Marcus. No surprise at all. God, uh, you just I was yelling at him like stay inside what are you doing that's so stupid go back to where you were and you were safe with the baby. I know. I don't know what he was thinking. I'm like, just stay down there. Don't make a sound and you'll be fine. Like, why would you choose now? It was almost like his anxiety got the best of him. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he was exploring or if he, cause he, he was, I think he was looking for his mother. Mm -hmm. I think he was trying to see if she was coming back um, with the binoculars because he was scared and he was anxious and it just kind of got the best of him and he forgot everything that he was supposed to do and did everything he wasn't supposed to do right i when he is looking through the factory um like i legit thought at first the hating uniforms were dead people i was like oh fuck. i did too that scene yeah same spooked me and i was like oh okay they're not but no then instead he comes upon this scene which i feel like i want to know more about but there is an actual dead body in the room and i don't know if that was his wife but it also looked like he i'm pretty sure it was his wife it also looked like he might have been experimenting on it because i i don't know it was strange wouldn't he have just buried his wife hmm. well i mean he can't make the noise to bury her so he mm. just kind of had to leave her i think That's or maybe funny. that was his you know maybe i don't know I don't know. Maybe he couldn't bear the thought of burying her. She had, you know, that was all he had left and she died. She was sick. Um, it just looked like it was, and maybe I need to go back and see it more clearly. Like it was obviously on some sort of gurney or laying down on a table, but it looked like it was just its top half and like there was no bottom half to it, but it happened so quickly. I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and watch because I don't remember mm -hmm. that. I don't know. That part I, I wanted to know more about, but be that as it may, Marcus ends up going back 
well, ends up making a lot of noise, draws a creature, he ends up going back to the room and locks himself inside the boiler with no air, and the baby is in there too. And then they have to, yeah. he is forced to have to share an oxygen tank with the baby. That's running low, which is the whole, one of the whole reasons that Evelyn left was, was because they needed more oxygen for the baby. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. And then, which then Evelyn comes back with two oxygen tanks and has to waste both of them, essentially. One of them she has to use to lure out the creature, um, which, so she ends up shooting the oxygen tank to cause an explosion which I read wouldn't even be possible because you need some sort of uh, fuel to make it flammable so it wouldn't have exploded. But Well, I think there was fuel to make it flammable. That's what all that black stuff was on the floor. Oh, that, was it? Cause she, remember, she saw the stuff dripping out of that like faucet thing. Oh, okay. And then there was a bunch was of black stuff on the floor. I thought it was at first too, but then she sets the oxygen tank down in this like puddle of black stuff and that's what she shoots so i think that's why it exploded okay well you heard it here first guys that has been debunked so thanks kelly you're welcome also surprise they're fucking fireproof oh who knew well it makes sense because their their armor is so thick i mean if we are to believe that they came in on a meteor presumably just hanging on to it there was no spaceship that's true and they can probably survive was it was i mean was it a meteor though or was it really a spaceship and people just thought it was a meteor i have lots of questions about the aliens probably none that will be ever (laughs) answered because i also wonder is this like a wave like are there smarter aliens and they have sent their guard dogs to try to kill out you know the remaining people i don't know or is this just what it is and they travel around on meteor after meteor um okay (laughs) they just travel around on meteor they meteor jump have you seen this is such a side note but have you seen the tiktok of the of the woman who does the whole like meteor that killed the dinosaurs joke uh no i have not i need you to send that to me immediately i will so she it's like she pretends she's god and an angel and god says to the angel did you make the dinosaurs meatier like thicker and the angel goes <gasps> stop yeah you said to make a meteor and then the girl goes meteor and then they both like start crying it's like meteor <laughs> oh my god i'll send it to you it's so good and they realized okay. the error that they've done anyway moving on um so evelyn ends up getting inside the boiler she uses the lock properly this time, but then they have to just use up their second oxygen tank. So that was a wasted shopping trip, in my opinion. <laughs> um, then Emma and Reagan are trying to get on a boat, like we said, and they encounter a little girl. And I legit thought she was going to be some hybrid thing between humans and aliens i was like her fate because you can never see her face and then her Mm -hmm. face pops up and i was like it's gonna be human hybrid and alien animal and no 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 but just more bad people no Um, it's just covered in sores and i think they were cannibals oh do you think Mm mm-hmm interesting something like that um that's why they looked so 
disgusting. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess apocalypses will do that to people. <laughs> Make them look disgusting. <laughs> you don't True. have that hair regiment. You can't go get a pedicure. Um, well, but like their eyes were all bloodshot and red and their skin mm-hmm. was fucked up. Because of all the know. people they're killing. It's weighing on their souls. Mm-hmm. That's true. I also don't know how I feel about the bad people's like plan to capture pe- other people because the the whole plan is they put they end up putting like um like a poncho of cans or glasses around said victim so that victim can't move which yes it's smart but I think it's also dumb because if you are like fuck it I've got nothing else going for me that person gets mm-hmm. up and starts running towards you, then they're making a lot of noise. You're all going to die. Yeah, that's what Emmett does. He just uses it to his advantage. So you have just given said person an advantage. Um, but yeah, I felt like we could have gotten more into like the bad people, I guess, a little bit more. And, and there was only like that one yeah. very brief clip. Um, it was a very short scene. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, since Emmett made such a point of telling Evelyn that the people that were left were not worth saving. Yeah. And because of the IMDb description, I agree. I feel like they should have spent more time on I mean, the movie in itself is only 90 minutes long, which is pretty short for a movie nowadays. Yeah. Um, so they probably could have spent a little bit more time on these people. I think so. I mean, honestly, like if they had to fit it in, they could have probably cut the whole train I mean, as much as I like the train sequence, I really liked that scene, how it played out. They probably could have cut that and written in, you know, something else more to feature the bad people. Not saying, like, that would be any better. I have no idea. Um, but just to, to showcase the people who are bad a little bit, or if the island people ended up being bad, that would be quite a twist. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, we also get this other big reveal, though, that the creatures can't swim, which, thank God, they have another weakness. Right. <clears throat> I also feel like water And that's is a big awful. one, because that... Oh, yeah. You just go float on your little island, and then you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I feel like water is often a hero in alien movies, as I was thinking back. Um, I was thinking about Signs. Yeah, yep. Mel Brooks and how water burns them, and then also War Mel, of the Worlds. Mel Gibson. Oh my you god! Said Mel Brooks. <laughs> it was a Mel, Mel and I took Gibson. a chance. It's close. No Mel Gibson. I'm sorry. Um, but then also War of the Worlds. It was. It wasn't really water. It was bacteria, but they drank the water, so I, that still counts. Um. Mm-hmm. So really, if aliens come, what I've learned is just get to a large body of water. That's why we love the ocean so much. Mm-hmm. We're just ahead of schedule for the alien <laughs> invasion. <laughs> um, and then, though, I did notice that one alien, uh, one creature survived on the boat and the boat floats away. And I'm like, okay. We all know what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. The current is taking all of us to the island, and that boat is going to reappear, which it does later. Um, but I was like, I liked it because I guessed it before it happened. So you know that scene where that <laughs> part job, where you're Claire. just like, I knew it. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so Emmett and Reagan get to the island. They sneak around because it could be a trap. But no, it's more like summer camp, <laughs> I felt like. It's just people hanging out around a bonfire having fun. People are laughing. They're having a good old time. Like, the world hasn't totally ended. Um, it's definitely, like, more of a paradise there. Because they I think they're safe. Yes. Which, wouldn't you maybe still have, like, an outpost of, or, like, somebody, you know, yeah. just keeping an eye on things. Like a watch system set yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they're introduced to a character who is only given the name of Man on Island, according to IMDb. He Seriously? Man on Island. And That's ridiculous. It's, um, it's Jimon Honsu, who is, I mean, he's a pretty well-recognized actor. He yeah. played in Guardians of the Galaxy, I recall, um, a few other things. So I, I'm... I kind of wish they had given him a name, but just no, man on island. Mo. Yeah, they didn't. They, I think that's a theme with this movie. They don't really flesh out a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Where they should, you know, and that's just another aspect of not fleshing out a character. It would just be as simple as, I'm blank. I'm blank, and shake hands because he talks to Emmett at the fire pit or bonfire, whatever. So yeah, like they 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 stay in his house, don't they? Yeah, presumably. And I don't know. Uh, so he also, I mean, he does get very very intimate with like his backstory, which I found very depressing, um, because basically once they figured out that water is what that they couldn't the creatures couldn't survive in water, I guess the National Guard tried to get people onto boats and of 12 boats only two got out because people are assholes and they fucking ruined it for everyone else and caused a commotion and a panic and which drew creatures i'm sure and so only mm-hmm. two boats got out of the 12 which i found terrible oh yeah um, i mean if real yeah. creatures came to america we would not survive we're horrible there's okay. no way Mm-mm. we'd oh, all be dead I've already admitted, like, I'd be gone. <laughs> be gone. I would rather get Look, it. though, Go all ahead. those years of sneaking out quietly and, like, <laughs> tiptoeing to not wake up my kids would pay off. Well, true. Um, I am quite a hermit. I like to live in my house and not go outside anyway, so perhaps I could live a little bit longer. And if I found a way to, like silence my dogs where they couldn't bark you know they would just open their mouths and nothing would come out perhaps we Mm -hmm. could live a little bit longer but honestly i'd probably be one of the first to die in any sort of situation so (laughs) just gonna say that right now okay according to imdb trivia so back to uh, man on island apparently brian tyree henry uh was originally cast to play him he was in um you watched godzilla versus Khan, right mm-hmm. he was like the conspiracy theorist who had a podcast that was him oh um, okay gotcha. so he was originally gonna play that character but he had to drop out and so jimon replaced him and they had like already started production so he had to hop right into it but i thought that was a an interesting tidbit okay 
And then, once again, these people are like safe on this island until Emmett and Reagan show up. You know, oh it's like God. this theme through the movie that these people are safe and they're doing well. And then these people invade their space and all of a sudden all hell breaks loose. Ooh, yeah, I didn't quite think about that. Hmm. Changed my perspective on that. <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to the final act or showdown. Um, so Emmett does find the boat and it's like, oh my God, it's the one the creature was on. We didn't think this could happen. And mm -hmm. more chaos ensues. The creature goes to town, on town, and basically everyone forgot how to be quiet. Um, so I feel like that's on them. But Emmett, Reagan, and Man on Island uh, draw it away in a car. They head to the radio station to try to amplify uh, the sound across um like they're, I guess, wherever the radio signal as far as it can stretch. And poor man on island instantly gets, gets taken out. Which I also was like, well, that's kind of stupid on your part because it didn't go back to the town. It was definitely still coming after you all. Close the door. That's what I was just, just in my head. The I was like, close door. the door. Close the door. He got nope. snatched. He and I was him. like, oh, fuck. And I was like, maybe you'll survive that. And I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. Um, so then Emmett and Reagan have to like tiptoe around the radio station so they can get inside the transmission room. And then meanwhile, Evelyn and Marcus, don't forget about them, they have used up all of the last of the oxygen tank and then they go out to see if the coast is clear. Which, spoiler alert, it's not. It's been waiting It's not. Them. <laughs> uh creature's still there and ends up like knocking the boiler room door off and then clawing to get inside which was also very horrifying um i felt bad for them yeah those long ass space. arms that they have just reaching for them and clawing oh, and at them scratched her leg and i was like Whoa, i feel her pain <laughs> um so like this is all happening in tandem now so then reagan ends up getting um the implant attached to the microphone and then transmits it through the radio which allows her mom and brother uh, to fight back and this is probably my favorite scene when you see both brother and sister in tandem across like miles away kill the creatures at the same time i just really love yeah i have in my notes siblings save the day because yes. they do it you know it's it's very them against the monsters at that point at the same yeah. time i i said earlier like the both ki of the kids have something to overcome i think with reagan it was her inability to hear she used that to her advantage and then marcus it's his literal fear of the world and both of them kind of overcame that in the last scene to save the day and i love how emmett and evelyn especially evelyn look at them in just like awe and mm -hmm. wonder i feel like it's a really really powerful moment um and that is where it ends point blank, which I know you have issues with a little mm. bit. Do you want to talk talk it out? I hate the ending. <laughs> I hate it. Um, I don't like when things are so left up in the air. I get setting it up. You know, they, they could be say, setting it up for a third. But 
do they go back for them? Is everyone safe now? I have so many questions and I don't like the way they left it. It's just ends so abruptly and I, I don't like it. Did you also not like how the first one ended then? Cause I feel like they were kind of similar in the abruptness. Kind of, but like in the first one, I knew that he was going to die, you know, like you knew that he was dead and they were just kind of still there with this one. Like they're separated. There's so, I just feel like there's a lot more questions with this ending than there was with the first one. Yeah. I, oh, I, I've like on the opposite side of it. I kind of liked the abruptness because I felt like it just reached this like peak and then it just was like, and now we're done. And it was like, it did leave me, like a bit shook at afterward where I was like, wait, what? But I liked that part of it mm-hmm. where it leaves me wanting more. And it, 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 I at least felt like it ended on a note where like there is hope for them, um, you know, depending on what they can do with transmitting this signal more and like informing people what to do to kill the creatures. There's a lot left there. So I liked it. I liked the abruptness. I liked that it, it just cut it off and it was like, nope, we're going to end with that strong ending, literally, because you know there's going to be a third one. So you just have to kind of oh, yeah. wait and see what happens. So, but yeah, I respect I respect your, why, the reasons why you did not like how it ended. There's no closure. I need a little bit of closure. I just think that in the end, like, they're going to get back to their family. <clears throat> Everything's going to be fine. And now they're going to have a plan to kill all the creatures. But yeah, but I need to see that. <laughs> <laughs> need to see it. Uh, okay, so speaking of a part three, there is like a little bit of news that I found. It's not much, but according to something in Digital Spy, um, they said in November 2020, Paramount confirmed a new movie set in the world of A Quiet Place. It's based on an original idea by Krasinski, but will be written and directed by Jeff Nichols. And it's unclear if it's a spinoff or a direct sequel to part two. And I'm like, I hope it is a direct sequel to part two because I've been tied to this family for two movies. You better give me closure with this family. Exactly. So that's the only thing I hope. My point, exactly. You can do another spinoff as well as a a sequel to part two but i want to see it finish out with the abbott family and what happens next mm-hmm. um right okay uh is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into reviews nope okay. i if i can feel myself coming down with something and my throat's starting to get scratchy so if i start coughing i apologize <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap up really quickly because we're in our last bit um so before I share my binge bar score for this movie, just wanted to share what other critics had given it. So it has a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. And then on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 91% critic score and then 92% audience score. So it's pretty fresh. Um, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. So I'm, I'm pretty on par with the uh, the Rotten Tomato scores. Um, I felt like the scenes had great tension. I felt like Reagan really got to like shine in a hero scene, in a hero role, in a hero moment. 
And I feel like that's something really important for people who are deaf and in the deaf community to see represented as someone who is in that light. Um, I liked the last scene. I felt like that was a beautifully shot. Um, I love Krasinski's cameo in the beginning. Uh, I mean, I, as far as like not getting a full 10 out of 10, I'd say I could have used more scenes with the bad guys in it if that's what the premise was going to be about. Um, and I'm also like, I wasn't a huge fan of them being split up most of the movie. I, that's just like a me thing. I just don't like when people mm -hmm. are split up for majority, whether it be a TV show or a movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was great. So a 9 out of 10 on the binge bar from me. What about you? Uh, so I actually gave it a 7 out of 10. So I'm mm. more in line with the other rating. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, I, I dig the tension. There was lots of good tension in the movie, lots of action. And um, I like the way they went from silence to noise that juxtaposition was really, it worked well for the movie. I just feel like they could have fleshed out some things a little bit more, um, mm -hmm. like you said, with the people and with the origin of the aliens and some other stuff, I just feel should have been, I mean, they didn't even give old dude a name. So, you know, I feel like it could have been a little bit, they could have spent a little bit more time on pieces of it than they did. Um, but other than that, I liked it. So yeah. seven out of 10 for me. Yeah. I think overall we liked it. Definitely things that could be, have been improved upon, but it was, I was still entertained watching it and I'd watch it again. I did watch it twice. So mm -hmm. I did too. All right. Well, that's the end. Thanks for tuning in. If you've, if you've tuned in this long, um, as always, you guys can follow us on our Instagram and Twitter pages at Binge Me Podcast. And there we share binge worthy news, when new episodes are going to drop, uh, all that sort of thing. Recently, um, we did a poll between Timothy Oliphant and Josh Jumel, and this was because of our last episode. And I'm sorry to say that Timothy Oliphant won by majority yes he did team timothy <sighs> josh haters haters gonna hate whatever i don't hate anyway. josh i just think that oliphant is like dirtier and that makes uh -huh. him hotter for some yeah, reason yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my own issues so yeah go check us out on our social pages and also if you are so inclined to rate and review us that would be fantastic uh, the more ratings we get, the more visible we are, and the more we can keep doing this for you. Yep. Alrighty, guys. Well, until next time, we will binge you later. Binge you later. Bye. Bye.